if you want to go down to the stream to get some fish, but you don't have a pole or a string or a smaller fish, we'll grab that darn axe and you'll be all set. You'll be eating fish. It's axe fishing. Welcome back to Axe Fishing Podcast Evolved, a podcast for three average guys from the Midwest talk about Halo as we replay all of the Halo games uh, in anticipation to Halo Infinite. Uh, I am your prophet of Dave, Dave. I am your heretic hunter, Blaine. And I am your favorite character from the last game, 343 Andrew. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Halo 2? So with this, we played uh, the Arbiter, the Oracle, and, and Delta Halo. Uh, before we get diving in, just real quick uh, overall thoughts. What you guys, what you guys think about this next chunk of missions? Uh, there was a surprise twist. Oh, big twist! We're gonna get that right yeah. away. Yeah. Oh, I um I don't. I mean, I enjoyed it, I guess, but the the twist really uh, threw me for a loop, Dave. Yeah. Did it? Did it? Were you not expecting it? Had you forgotten about that aspect of the game? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose getting, to get to the twist that we're talking about, in the first mission, the Arbiter, uh, you get to play as an elite for the first time in the Halo Wh- game. What? I know. You're not Master Chief. Oh. So yeah, the elite that you saw getting tortured, it starts out with a cutscene, and it... Um, kind of dragging them out of the jail cells they bring them to all the the prophets prophet truth mercy regret is it mercy yep okay yeah truth mercy and regret and basically they tell them hey instead of you just because you've been sentenced to die instead of you just dying pointlessly we're going to get a little more use out of you we're going to squeeze that juice and uh you can become the arbiter which is somewhat like a sacred position uh, where they act on behalf of the Covenant to do kind of seemingly impossible missions, or I guess previously impossible missions. And so it does just that, right? They get more use out of him, but the missions are so dangerous that he will uh, die. They say that they're suicidal, so then his uh, sense of death will be you know, fulfilled. So it's pretty I like the... It's a pretty cool story right it's a cool thing like a position the arbiter like that and i really like the way they do that where okay you've been sentenced to die but you got to do some more for us and it's also like an honor right it's not a it's not a bad thing at all it's very held in high esteem so this particular elite can you know kind of get some um respect back and you know still work and try and help the the covenant that he cares about and then also he's totally gonna die <laughs> and they're cool with that so i don't know it's a really cool idea the, the original suicide squad <laughs> oh my god yeah i didn't <laughs> even think right. about that yeah solo suicide squad so, one man suicide squad <laughs> i like that they that they bring up like how there were past arbiters so like they br- basically bring them to like a mausoleum of all of like the dead arbiters that have come before and they they just kind of mention some of the, the what the other arbiters came and helped resolve different conflicts within the uh, 
the Covenant. And mm -hmm. you'll notice that I think the two or three that they mention are all like conflicts within the Covenant instead of conflicts from like that affected the outside of the Covenant. Yep. So you can kind of see how like the prophets are basically wielding the the elites as like a sword to like you know stomp down the people in the uh, or the different races within the covenant to kind of keep them in line. So it's a little interesting there, but I I wanted to I wanted to know like I want to know what all of those arbiters did. Yeah. Right. They could make a game on that just about I would say. Oh yeah, 343, three. are you listening? I think uh, one of the terminals, um, maybe you guys saw it. So terminals are just a little thing in this game that they've added with the remastered version that kind of gives you just a history lesson or kind of a little snippet of some backstory to kind of mm -hmm. go with the game. Um, and I think they're in every mission. I don't know. I've only found two of them. Yeah, I think they are. Um, but one of them uh, kind of talks about the... I don't know, the domestication of the elites. They kind of have pictures shown on in the background, and it looks like the elites are maybe a more primitive uh, society, and it shows the the prophets, whatever species they are, coming and, like, invading the planet, and eventually they kind of subjugate the elites, or, you know, they, they convince them to join the Covenant. Um, and I guess I wasn't paying too close attention, but... They mentioned even at that point, like the Arbiter was such a powerful thing for the elites that it carried over as part of the elites joining the Covenant. Hmm. Um, hmm. So there's there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot that you know that we're just a bunch of idiots. We we play the game real good, and that's that's oh, real the bad. start and stop of it. But I'm trying to give Dave some credit. He tries his best. Okay. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no. So it's like, yeah, it, there's there's a lot of history there too. That I don't know. If we had another hour, we could really maybe dive into it. Let's do it. It would be a really fun game. They could just do like the story of the arbiters, and then you play as different ones. That would be really cool. I would be for that. Master but, uh, Chief goes back in time and kills every <laughs> arbiter. Kills all of them. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, they could do an Assassin's Creed Arbiter one where you, oh, you man. gotta go back and be the Arbiters. Mix. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you become the Arbiter. Um, he takes off, like puts on the armor and everything. And your first mission as Arbiter is there's a heretic uh, who is trying to basically take a group of people and kind of break away from the Covenant and is saying that you know all this bad heresy stuff, and you got to go stamp it out. So you. On a ship, when you're flying into this uh, kind of floating station, uh, but it's suspended by a cable, which I don't fully understand that, but it's pretty cool. And I also like it in the ship, like the dialogue. So the, the Arbiter, it's a, it's a revered position, but at the same time, you're definitely by yourself. And the other elite, that's kind of the commander of this group, makes it abundantly clear that his soldiers mean more to him than the Arbiter. I forgot exa the exact word, but he basically says, like, I don't have your back. Like, <laughs> you're here. I'm going to take care of them. We can kind of work together, but, you know, good luck, bud. Um, and, yeah, so you, you land on the thing. And one thing that's really cool um, about playing as the Arbiter, and probably the most cool thing, 
this I think is the act of camouflage. So you can become invisible temporarily, which is pretty neat. I'm not sure how much you guys utilize that, but I would kind of use it and then kind of forget I had it and then use it some more. And uh, that's kind of how I went through the entire mission was forgetting that I had it and then using it shortly. Yeah. It seems like it's not so useful on offense or as, as useful as you want it to be. It doesn't last very long. No, like 10 10 seconds. seconds. Okay. And so that's not enough time to like cloak yourself, run around a corner and then punch one guy in the back, and then by that time you're visible and everyone can see you. So I think if you played the missions quite a bit, you you could figure out how to stealth through it pretty effectively. But I almost used it more defensively of, yeah, I'm getting shot up, and I need to hide, I'm going to use it now, and then run behind a barrel or something. Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. Because yeah, if you can just get just break that line of sight and use it, you can pretty much you know kind of get away. Yeah, at least well for ten seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that seems like the intended use for it or not. Because it seems like in when you're fighting other elites that have active camouflage, it's like all you see is a sword bouncing toward you, and it's like what is that? And then you die because they stab you real good. But yeah. Well, they do make a comment that like the Arbiter armor is a lot older than the current stuff, and that's why your active camo doesn't last as long. Because uh, right before you walk in, they say you know that yours doesn't last forever, whereas theirs basically does. And yep. so, you know, maybe that is the idea now. Because yeah, it, it does feel a lot more like it'd be assassiny, right? Like you could sneak up behind people, pop out your energy sword, and then just kind of hack them down, which you can do to an extent, but. I, I definitely found myself doing, like you said, a lot more defensively. And if I was really you know, low on shields and just needed to kind of chill out for a sec or run past some people, that's what I was mainly using it for. Yeah. Did you guys find that it's funny that the <laughs> the Arbiter gets uh, like a 10-second cloaking shield as his special ability and Master Chief's special ability is that he gets to turn on a flashlight? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite equal. Yeah. A little bit of a difference there. <laughs> yeah. And also, and I, I don't even know if this is true, but it feels like the Arbiter has less health. Um, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that maybe that's the payoff because it does feel like if Arbiter, the Arbiter's armor isn't as good or he has less health, but I definitely felt like I was dying a lot quicker as him than I was as Master Chief. I'm actually looking it up right now. I swear the same thing. Like it seems like you die so quickly. It well, I I can't find anything that says that they do have less armor. So like I I have no idea. But it, maybe it's just that you're the uh, this is the first time that you get you run into uh, the carbine, uh, which is like the covenant version of the battle rifle, basically. But it's like a single shot instead of a three-round burst where that thing melts so if you get if you get caught out in the open you usually get two or three elites shooting you with carbines and you die pretty quick yeah but reverse it's awesome because it, it also shoots super fast and so when you need to take people out you can just hammer that trigger and it it's really fun because it'll just tear through people especially how quickly it shoots Mm mm-hmm it's a very, very fun additional gun. I think actually all of the guns that they, they added in 
are really good choices and fun. The pistol's kind of nothing, but everything else I think is really, really, really fun. Yeah, so far. Good additions so far. The pistol is really uh, only good with you if you pair it with a plasma pistol. Because then you yeah. can just do the a wombo combo. Well, I don't know. That's that's more of the plasma rifle, battle rifle. But but then you don't have to switch guns. Yep. Yeah, so you can still make it work. But yeah, no. so yeah, you, you're just kind of working your way through taking out these um, heretic groups of, of Covenant. So you're still fighting Covenant, but you are Covenant. Um, I don't know if you guys ran into issues when like kind of the your grunts and the other grunts would kind of clump up and you couldn't really tell who was who mm-hmm. that had kept happening to me. And so, you, I don't know, I definitely killed a couple of my own, my own guys by accident. Oh yeah, definitely. There was a time I was shooting at a grunt and yeah, killed him. And then one of my buddies comes <laughs> running around the corner and just, you know, he's all happy that we could keep moving. And I just domed him. And yeah, that was so bad for the guy. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Blend. Did you restart with that, or did you live with yourself? I, I lived with myself. <laughs> you had it coming. You're a monster. <laughs> does it does it seem like to you, um, <clears throat> when you're playing Master Chief, and you kill the elite, or the two elites, the grunts run away, but when you're playing as the Arbiter, they don't run away? Did you guys notice that? I did not notice that. Yeah, no, I didn't notice that either. See now, it's one of those things. Am I perceiving it that way, or was it <laughs> actually the way it is? Because I think if if that was truly the way it is, that'd be kind of a cool, I don't know, way to describe the you know the legend behind Master Chief being the demon. Yeah, but I feel like the Arbiter is also legendary in its own right too. Yeah, so that's true. I yeah. can see that's how they would justify it the other way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't seem like grunts ran away ever, I guess, when I was fighting them. Yeah. At least not as much. I found myself dual-wielding needlers um, a lot in this this level. Just because, the, oh my god, the needler is so much better now in this game. Yep. And when you've got two of them, because, like, you know, the way that it works is you got to put a certain amount of needles into the into the target, and then they explode and die. Um, so if you've got two of them, that's twice twice as many needles going out. Um, Plus the needles move so much faster, it seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's uh, really good, both for big targets and small targets. I noticed in this one, too, and I, it was with the needlers and also dual-wielding plasma rifles. When you're actually shooting it, it's really hard to see what you're aiming at. Yeah. <laughs> sure. There's so much just color and everything going, especially with the plasma rifles. I noticed I could not see what I was shooting at. <laughs> just that's a problem with the remastered version. Um, and like later on, I mean, we can talk about it, but like when you're flying banshees um, and you're shooting at the guys that are shooting fuel rod cannons at you from the ground. Mm. And then you also have the, what is the ship called? The specter. Spectre, Phantom, I don't Phantom. know. Phantom. Yeah, Phantom. Uh, that thing's also shooting. Like, it's just color explosions on the ground. <laughs> you don't know what you're shooting at. It, it's it, it. Everything is just way too saturated. And then I, I'd switch over to the old version. It's like, oh, yeah, I can actually see the grunts running out that are shooting at me. 
I know where to aim. I'm not just firing blindly into the colorful blobs. Hmm. I don't know. So it's they kind of tuned up the plasma explosions. I think maybe just a touch too high, but yeah. so if there's one one criticism of the new, you know, the new graphics, I guess that would be it. But otherwise, it's it's still just it's the way to play it. Yep. Well, it was also a little darker. I noticed that um, there's a couple things with the the new remastered where it was super dark, but then if you switched it, then it was light and easy to see. Mm-hmm. So those are my only two. Those this is the first mission, like I said, that I actually found issue with the remastered. Um, and those are my t- those are my two things. Was yeah, the the plasma being a little extra, and then some corners and hallways were just a little too dark for my. For my old eyes, so I couldn't see anything. But yeah. So also, did you guys use any of the uh, the sentinel beam or the fuel rod gun? Those are the other two weapons that we get for the first time in Halo Two. Uh, the sentinel beam. But that's yeah. About it. Yeah. The sentinel gun. It's so good against the sentinels. It just well, tears them down. The sentinels aren't that good. Like. No, it's it's three shots from the yeah. carbine to take them down. Like that's true. They're just kind of bad in general. Yeah, they. I don't know what happened to them. They were actually like <laughs> durable <laughs> in Halo, mm-hmm. but in this, it's yeah. they're not even. They don't hit that hard. They don't move that quick. They're pretty yeah. big targets, and they're just floaty. And yeah, they they're not bullet sponges by any means. So it's just kind of like, why why are they here? What are they? What are they trying to prove? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I used it more in the next mission. In yeah, the heretic. Um, right. But yeah, so you're you're working your way through it. You're getting this new these new missions um, using your active camo or new guns. Um, then you kind of you're working your way through, and then there's a, a hangar bay, and you get to fly a banshee, and you're kind of chasing after uh, the heretic as he escapes, and there's a, a phantom that's kind of escorting him. So this is the first time you also get to fly a Banshee in, in Halo. Well, I guess not necessarily. You could have maybe boarded one. Uh, but you fly a Banshee, which is pretty cool, around the station. And you're trying to figure out where he uh, ran off to. Um, this, I remember this from before, too. This lasted just a little too long. Like, I liked it. And then you'd kind of go to these little clusters of you know, grunts with fuel rod cannons and these turrets shooting at you, and you kind of clear off a platform and then move to the next one. And mm-hmm. I, don't know about, I don't know about you guys, but after the second one, I was like, okay, let's, I'm good. I get it. I, I'm I'm ready to get out of the Banshee and, and go finish this guy off. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had a bad checkpoint that it wouldn't give me more <laughs> checkpoints, so it's kind of, I, I got stuck doing the same part over a couple times and it's like, well, yeah, I know I need to fly up here, kill these guys, right. and then fly over here, kill these guys, and then I'd fly up and I would I don't forget how I was dying, but it, it happened a couple times. I'm like, just just give me a checkpoint, please. Like, <laughs> end my Ugh. suffering. Yeah. I didn't actually have I don't know if I had any checkpoint issues so far in the game. Hmm. Um... But I, I'm a hundred percent attesting that to luck. I'm not saying they figured out the checkpoint system. I'm just I got lucky. <laughs> I mean, it's better. It's definitely better than Halo One. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say so too. You clear off a couple different platforms and buildings, and you figure out, oh, this is where the uh, heretic leader, you know, was kind of hiding, and then you 
you rush in there, and that's kind of the the end of of the Arbiter. Um, one thing I think is really cool, I guess, kind of right you know, in going into the next mission, and we talked about it before um, with missions. What were the uh, outskirts of Metropolis? Um, it's really cool to me how these missions just flow together. Like outskirts of Metropolis felt like basically one mission that they kind of broke into two. And that's how uh, the Arbiter and the Heretic, uh, or no, the Arbiter and the, the, uh, the Oracle um, are, you know, it, it's the same kind of exact same thing, but it's two different missions. And I like how they, I like how they did that. I like how they flow you know, right into each other. But yep. yeah, so we're on to the Oracle. The Oracle. Oracle. Yep. So you are you're still chasing after Mr. Heretic. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you, makes what makes him a heretic? Uh, well, we're getting there. All right. Was there a cutscene that I thought not did I miss? No, well, no, we're getting there. I don't think. I think it's in this one. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. in this one. Yeah. So and actually the the terminal that I saw kind of describes it well too. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Anyway. You uh you go inside and then Rutro, you're introduced to the flood again. Hooray! Um, you kind of walk into this room and you can see the corpses on the ground, um, and you kind of hear the sound and the the music is all sinister and mysterious and kind of scary sounding. Um, and you move into the next room and. Suddenly, then it's, uh, well, no, it's it's still sinister. But then the prophet or the heretic shows up, and he's all, "Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going?" <laughs> um, and and your buddy goes, "Yeah, we're here to kill you, so come out." And he says, "Oh no, I'm a hologram. You can't kill me, haha." Um, <laughs> basically, this is this is the Blaine version. Um, no, I like it. <laughs> so. Sorry, uh, he he kind of just says, you know, you guys are a bunch of idiots for following the prophets. Uh, I'm flattered that you sent the the arbiter after to kill him, after me to to kill me. I mean that that means something. You're sending, you know, the historical elite badass to come get me. Um, and then suddenly his his hologram goes away, and then all of a sudden the flood appear, and they're jumping at you and doing all sorts of cool flippy tricks at you, but luckily you have a sword, and it slays the Flood. Like, did you guys use anything but the sword on the Flood? Uh, Yeah, I used the Sentinel Beam. Almost yep. exclusively. Oh, really? no, I would use sword as soon as I got anywhere close, but yeah, while they're running at me, I would take them down with the Sentinel Beam. But yeah, the sword is so good against the Flood. Just yeah. tear them apart. Yeah, it's... Uh, both of them are pretty good, um, but I, I think the sword for me is just you know all the flood like to get close range, so mm-hmm. um, I had that the sword and then the carbine, and that took me through the entire map or and the entire level pretty much. Especially when you you kill the flood, it only takes like three percent of the charge down. I was just gonna ask, is that why it, it's so good against the flood? Is that it? You can actually use it? Yeah. You can use it on more than six guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it drains a lot slower on the flood for whatever reason. I'm sure it's more of a gameplay mecha- mechanic than um, any sort of realism, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, I because I quickly abandoned the sword when it it took me more than two hits to kill an elite. Oh, yep. Um, so I was like, "Fuck that! I'm, <laughs> what's the point of this? I'll <laughs> like stay my distance." Yeah. Um, also, I forgot that um, that this game doesn't have like um, the the sword parry mechanic in it. Where like in later Halo games, if two uh, people charge at each other with energy swords, they like bounce off of each other. Yeah. Yep. So oh, I I lunged at an elite who had a sword, and he lunged at me, and because it takes two hits to kill enemies and one hit to kill you, I died. There you go. <laughs> Neat. Yep. That <laughs> happened to me a lot in, in uh, a later mission, but yeah. <laughs> a little frustrating with that. See, I I didn't use a sword for everything, especially just when it came to the um, the muffins, because that was annoying. If you lunge at them and then then blow up, and so as soon as one of them would get involved, I tried to use the sentinel beam because it happened a couple times where I would be you know trying to aim at something next to a muffin, and then right when I clicked the lunge, it. You know, I must have looked over and was at that, and then I'm lunging at this thing that's about to blow up after I kill it. That just didn't work out great. <laughs> so, but the Sentinel Beam is awesome. I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? That's the Sentinels are designed to deal with the flood, so it would make sense that their weapons are awesome against them, right? Uh, but it's also just a cool, you know, it's a laser beam that you hold down, you know, kind of spray around, which is just a different kind of weapon than we've ever seen before. So it was just kind of fun to to use that also. Especially against the little popcorn guys. When you uh, first saw it, like the ability to pick it up, what did what did you guys think it was? It does look weird. It looks uh, like a fist. A little bit, yeah. Looks uh, like just a like a iron gauntlet fist thing that you like. I was like, what? What is this? Why am I gonna put on? Or am I like dropping my weapons to pick just punch things to death? Like. Even though I've played this game, I was still like, did they add something? And yeah, and then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is the Sentinel. Okay, I got you, I got you. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if you're in a Master Chief level and they drop down like brass knuckles, that would be awesome. Oh, right? Just throwing that out there for Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of Doom. Yep, yep. <laughs> did you know, or uh, did you guys see the uh, the new Flood trick they I did. introduced? Maybe? Tell us about it, Andrew. Oh, well, the like the the little infection forms aren't completely worthless because if you like don't totally destroy the uh, the sort of I don't know zombie floods, um, the little infection forms will jump on the the zombie and like reanimate it, and then they'll come charging at you again. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, at first I was like, wow, it seems like a lot of these are getting back up more than before. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's because they, they latch on and they get back up because of the little guys. Right. Yeah. And I think killing things with the sword prevents them from yeah. um, yep. being able to reanimate them. Yeah, because yeah, you got to hack it up. And you can also, if they are laying there, you can just hit them with the sword and it'll cut them up too. Yeah. The, uh, the sentinel beam is pretty good at you can like individually target their arms and legs or whatever. So like if they're carrying a gun and you zip them with the laser on that arm, they'll drop their gun. Yeah. Which is pretty neat. It's a really cool addition. 
I like that you can. I mean, it makes sense, right? Just laser yeah. off just their arm and it falls off. I think right. that was a really good choice. Um, does it seem like they can one shot you? They hit real hard when they punch you. Yeah, for sure. It, I don't know if it's a one shot, but it it seemed like it a couple times. But yeah, I mean, it's like with the little flood running around and you know everything that's happening. It it seemed like if I turned my back and they they somehow got the bonus damage to meleeing you from behind that it just turns it into a one shot. It seemed like sure. Um, yeah, they can take you down pretty quick, especially if there's more than one and they get right. in close. So. Anyway, yeah, you're introduced to the flood again. They kind of have a few new tricks, um, but also, yeah, it's you have a lot more guns, a lot bigger variety to kind of take them down, which is kind of fun. Um, and like you said, you can cut off their arms, and they still keep coming. But uh, I think a couple times, and maybe even in the original Halo, we just shoot off their arms, and they would just follow you around, like they can't hurt you. So they just like run up behind you and kind of stand there and just look at you menacingly and. They'd be your pet. Oh, they can't? Yeah. I've never done that. I didn't know that they... I definitely would just kill them right away. I didn't know you could tame them. Yep. Hmm. Do it next time. You can, like, bring one with you the entire map, or the entire mission, and it's a good time. And, and never get a checkpoint. <laughs> never get a checkpoint. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then you move into a basically a big elevator, um, which is... Fine. I had two elites come with me. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how many guys you had with you on the elevator. I had two elites, but they died pretty quick. Oh, I uh, I had uh, I asked their names. It was Hucky and Chucky. Um, because <laughs> oh they God. threw yes. grenades the entire <laughs> effing time, and it was it was a, <laughs> a weird trade off that it's like they do enough that it's useful to have them there, but like. The two or three times they killed me, I'm like, do I just kill you guys right away? Or, like, it was getting frustrating because we'd get, you know, far enough down and they're just poo-hucking grenades everywhere at <laughs> the at sentinels that are a mile away and the, the flood that are, like, crawling on the walls, which was a cool addition, too. Like, they do the kind of creepy, scary movie creatures are crawling along the walls um, and then they kind of leap down at you. Uh, but yeah, no, my guys, they loved they loved throwing grenades. I think all my teammates died very, very quickly because I don't remember. I remember being alone for the majority of this mission. So I don't know if I had anyone on the elevator. I don't think I did. Yeah, I think they made it the whole way with me. But the elevator goes down. Um, you're going down to... Um, the, the the something about a, a gas mine um like this this big station that you're on is on a a big gas planet um and it's, it's forerunner i looked that up it's a forerunner facility okay mm-hmm. yeah um so it's it's mining gas i'm sure for fuel i guess uh and the heretic has taken it over so what you do then is you're kind of in a bigger area more open um and you have to cut the cables uh and for me, I had forgot what the cables looked like. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I ran around for a couple minutes. I'm like, what am I supposed to do here again? I took a guess and just slashed at the things that glowed blue. Yep. Yeah, that finally when I kind of like walked behind, I go, okay, it's something with this, right? And then, yeah, like my, <laughs> my reticle turned red. I'm like, oh, yep, yep, I need to kill these. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow that was I've forgotten a lot of these games. As soon as I got to the top, I knew exactly what I needed to do and where to go to do it. So I don't. It's weird. I was I surprised myself. I was like, okay, I know exactly. Let's, let's do this. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There. I mean, there was a cutscene like before this where you almost caught the the heretic, but then he locked himself in a room. Oh, yep. And, and then. So then the arbiter's like, well, uh, if we can't get him out, then I guess we're just going to cut the cable and he's going to die inside of the the gas mine or whatever. Well, I guess we forgot to mention, too. I guess I forgot to mention. When you're flying up to this facility, there's a, they make a point that there's this big storm moving in and you, you got to be out of there before it hits because it's going to be real, real bad. I don't know if they, I don't think it would take down the station, but you definitely don't want to be. You wouldn't be it. able to fly. Out. Right. Right, and so yeah, they they mentioned when the heretic leader locks himself in there that he's basically just gonna wait out the storm in there while these guys get screwed or all their ships you know get knocked off and blown up. So yeah. uh, you kind of gotta t- time is of the essence, and then right. it, yeah, it's it's cool. What it fits with the whole arbiter persona, right? The, he's like Andrew said, he's a Suicide Squad, and so he. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, good, good job, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Blade. <laughs> but he thinks of this suicidal idea, right? He goes, "All right, well, let's just cut this thing loose, and then you know we'll get him, and maybe we'll die, but we'll probably get him too." And it was, it was very, it felt like what the Arbiter would do, right? Based on what they, mm-hmm. the whole position. So I thought that was really neat, especially how he didn't hesitate yeah. at all. He's like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Let's, right. let's do it. If I die killing him, I'm good to go. Like, Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the gig. <laughs> yep. So, yep, you cut the cables, and then all of a sudden the station is in free fall um, for what seems like a very long time. Um, yeah. Which, like, how big is this planet? And, like, I don't know. I don't know. Semantics. It's a video game. Um so you run back inside, and you are fighting Flood, Heretics, and Sentinels. Um, they all want to kill you, but they're all fighting each other, too. So it's just it's it's a lot of fun chaos as you're trying to chase your way back through uh, to the Heretic. And um, the Heretic is now scared, and so he runs out, and he jumps into a Banshee. Um, and you get to do Banshee Flight Part 2. Um, I wasn't sure if I did did this right because I just uh I you could see where you're supposed to land right yep. when you get in I just like beelined yep. it right to it and it, <laughs> yep. it triggered the cutscene I was like oh I seem to recall having like a banshee fight with this guy yeah no uh there's like three or four banshees that spawn right on top of you oh. um and I I kind of ignored the 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 marker because i was like oh yeah i'm gonna take out these banshees but they i think just keep coming so eventually mm-hmm. i, I kind of did the same thing like after dying a couple times and killing a bunch i'm like what if i just go to the thing does that oh yeah okay and then it triggered the cutscene. yeah it's like 10 seconds of right yeah it's the shortest amount of time between two cutscenes ever it, yeah it's so like, weird right because right with yeah. Because you like stealth uh, when when you're like navigating all of these weird firefights uh, up before it, you can it's like perfect use of your stealth because you can just like stealth and run past all this stuff. Yep. 
And then you 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 trigger a cutscene right at like the uh, the landing pad where all of the banshees are, um, and you're like, oh, that was pretty cool. I gotta go chase this guy. And then ten seconds later, <laughs> there's another cutscene of you like crash landing your banshee. Yep. Um, and it looks almost exactly like when Master Chief crash oh, yeah. lands his banshee yep. at the end of Halo One. I was gonna mention that too, where it's it's that's got to be a throwback to sure, hundred percent. Yeah. Especially how his arm comes up and pulls himself up. But yep. I'm very confident that 100% of the times I've played this mission, I've gone straight to there. Yeah. I don't I don't <laughs> think I've killed or even attempted to kill. Actually, I know I've never attempted to kill Indie Banshees. I've just 10 seconds cutscene again every single time. Which mm-hmm. is such a weird part of this game. It it almost encourages you to try and skip as much as the game as much of the game as possible. Like, yeah. you know, it seems like, yeah. you know, uh, the, the tunnel when you're driving the Warthog or, you know, hovering around in a ghost, it's just the guys that are stopped there to shoot you, you can just drive right by them. Yeah. And, you know, there's no there's no bonus to killing them. There's no, I don't know, prize or like, oh, I get a better weapon because of it. It's just like, no, you can just skip them and move on with the mission. Um, it's, an in, it's an internal reward, Blaine. That's why I kill it. I kill everything except for those banshees. They live every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so the alternative is that you get stuck doing the thing in the previous mission where you have to like follow the phantom around mm. in in the in the banshee, and you're just yeah. like, I know where I need to go. That's true. Let's just do it. It's not fun after a while. Of yeah, I'm just checking boxes of kill these guys here, kill these guys here. Maybe it's just a problem with vehicle combat. Is that could be what what incentive do you have to stop and fight the guys who aren't in vehicles because they're not a threat anymore? Yeah, they're not going to chase you down, right? Or be able to catch you in any way. When you're so close behind the the heretic too, that like it wouldn't be looking for him anymore. So if it was like a, a chase and he was flying and he was oh, like. You had to follow them around a little bit. There's other banshees. You kind of run into the issue where, like, if you killed the banshees and you keep shooting at him, but you can't kill him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, they could maybe do it where, like, he was out of range, and so you have to keep killing them. And then as soon as you kill all the rest, it triggers a cutscene or something. But, you know, there's, they could have done it maybe a little different, but yeah. I don't know. It does seem like there's, there are definitely spots in this game where it, I don't know if it rewards you, but it's like you could fight. Or you could just go past them. <laughs> right. It is an interesting addition. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the... I, I'm almost 100% certain that the par score and time... Well, obviously the time, but the, the score is based off of how quickly you can beat the mission. Because mm. um, I was looking at some of the scores, and it, it definitely seemed to line up with whoever beat it the fastest had the highest score. And I mean, it's a little bit of, you know because they're able to kill more people quickly, more quickly and beat the mission faster. It gives you a higher score. Whereas if you died a bunch of times, you maybe you're kind of skipping over parts or trying to sneak by certain things. So your score isn't as good, but it, it definitely seems to encourage you that way, just to go as fast as possible through missions. Right. <laughs> um, which, I mean, that's not the reason we're playing it. It's just an interesting, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm making a I'm making a point to do that as little as possible. Yeah. Because um, yeah, that's not the the reason why we're playing them now. Right. 
So, uh, yep, so you crash your Banshee, you get inside, you do the Master Chief, just barely made it. Um, and then, lo and behold, 343 Guilty Spark appears. Um, have we already been introduced to him? No. Yeah. No? Nope. It's the first time no, in Halo not, 2. Not this game. Okay, yeah, it was the terminal that introduced us. Okay. Um, yep. yep. Chungus. Chungus. Chungus showed up. He says, I'm the monitor of Installation 4. Um, and basically, they the the guilty spark confirms that the heretic is actually correct in saying that the prophets are wrong. That the prophets want to use the halos to do their their big journey, or what are they? The great the great journey. The great journey, um, which is yeah, activating all the halos and then just killing all the living creatures in the galaxy. Because um, the prophets, they have it wrong. They think that's gonna, you know, ascend them to heaven or whatever their heaven is. Sure. Well, I mean, I suppose it would, right? Right. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to the afterlife. Yep. If you fire these things off. Right. And they, yeah, that's they they worship the the uh, not the guardians. That was worse tonight, guys. The um, forerunners. The forerunners. Um, and so who built the halos? Yes, exactly. They built all the, the halos, and the a lot of the covenant technology itself is from the forerunners. Um, they just kind of adapted it and never really improved on it. They just used it. It seems like they. It, it seems like they they found it, and they don't know how it works or really or why. But right. so then they they've sort of uh, made a religion out of these artifacts that they don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, the the heretic he knows because he's talked to three four three or Chungus, um, and basically they kind of have a, a pissing match, and eventually you get to fight the heretic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is tough, I guess. Right, because he 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 sends out two of those like hologram drones, but they actually mm-hmm. shoot you and can kill you. Yeah, they can kill <laughs> you really fast. Yeah. yeah, even on even on heroic, you die way too fast. Right. Well, I mean, we talked about that. I think you die the appropriate amount in heretic or in not <laughs> heretic. Jesus, I've done that twice now in heroic. It's the mm-hmm. second hardest difficulty, right? So, sure. but yeah, no, it's definitely tough because somehow the tel- the holograms can shoot you, but if you attack them, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> Well, you can like sort of temporarily kill it. Yeah, I or guess whatever. they like phase out for a second, right? But. So they'll stop shooting at you. But yeah, so it's kind of like a uh, shoot the correct one, and then you break his shields and do some damage to him, and then he'll on heroic and legendary, he'll like retreat up to some little hidey hole and then he'll I think it's supposed to like spawn people um but it never did for me <laughs> so he just like hid and then came back <laughs> and then I just killed him again but like the when I broke his shield um I had a sword on me and I hit him like two times without his shield and um so I must have done a lot of damage to him because 
when he came out of his his hidey hole to fight again, I had a, a carbine and I just like shot him in the head maybe five times and he died. <laughs> nice. It was a it was a pretty quick uh, fight for me. Yeah, mine was super quick too. I got kind of lucky that I found the real one right away. But yeah, I had a sword out and I just hacked him apart, and then that was it. Right. I don't actually remember him going away and coming back. I'm he probably did. I don't think I could hurt him that bad to completely bypass that, but I don't remember it. And I'm sure I just hacked him apart and it was this was a very, very quick fight. I know I died once because I tried to just kind of shoot him at first and I just got melted. And yep. then I the second time I just kind of ran off to the side and happened to come up right where the real one was and it was very unfortunate for him. I think I I stealthed and then stuck him with a grenade and then shot him a whole bunch. I don't know. I died a couple times just because they, they do kill you so fast. But it was, I don't know, it was a okay fight. I mean, this game seems to definitely have more boss fights. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Scarab was a boss fight. This is a boss fight. And then two missions from now is another boss fight. So, mm-hmm. um. Which yeah, it's there were none in Halo, other than maybe the engine room being a boss fight. You have to shoot the engine cores, like <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know, maybe. No, it is it is a really cool. I like that they added that also. It's just another, like we said, uh, to me, every single thing that they added new to this game was an improvement, and I think that's one of them. I like the yeah. the boss fights because yeah, it's a different a different kind of fight right you know it yeah. kind of breaks up the uh the kind of battle sequences and, yep. everything. and it adds kind of a finality to those missions too um mm-hmm. right so yeah once you beat the scarab then you go over and play as the arbiter and once you beat the heretic you play as master chief so it kind of gives you a jumping off point to switch over mm-hmm. um yep. yeah so you kill the heretic um and then all of a sudden tartar sauce shows up uh the the leader of the brutes. Yeah. Yep. Tartarus, I guess is his real name, but yeah. I mean, come on. I was I was fourteen at the time. Tartar sauce. Um, Tartar sauce. And he uh he's a big badass brute. He's kinda whitish. Got a big hammer. Um, big ol' hammer. He uh he grabs on a three four three guilty spark and throws him in the ship. Um and also you throw the heretic leader's corpse with you, and away you go. You're you're leaving the system. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Well, except you're not you're not very happy how he handles the oracle, though. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. He kind of just grabs it and throws it behind it, like it, it's very meaningless to him. You can tell that you know maybe it's not all brutes, but at least this guy, he doesn't really care about you know the the religion, and you hold the oracle in very high very high esteem, and. Mm-hmm. You are not a fan of the way no. Tartar's house is treating your uh, religious your your religious figures. Your chungus. <laughs> Holy chungus. Mm-hmm. Um, so quick I like uh when I so when I was playing the level, I was like, where the fuck did the flood come from? Like, why are they on this weird uh space station or like mining thing? Um and it turns out if you if during this boss fight or whatever, if it takes you a while, um, 
he'll the heretic guy will like start shouting things at you and it turns out that the that station is a uh this is just like a laboratory facility that the forerunners built to to run studies on the flood um and that so the three four three guilty spark says that the mining facility predates installation alpha so that's like the first halo that was built by several hundred years um it was retrofitted to research possible offensive and defensive measures against the flood um and that the cable at the top was designed as a failsafe in case a flood outbreak took place so that explains why there was a cable at the top to drop it down and that explains how the flood got there because they, I thought they were isolated to the, well, the flood is weird because it can travel if it uh, infects things that have spaceships. So, right. I guess it's not isolated to halo rings, but it's just kind of strange that we like, Oh, this gas mine all of a sudden has the flood. Yeah. It's because it was a research facility. I like that. That makes a lot of sense, especially the cable. Because then, yeah, if everything goes bad, just cut the Drop cable it. and <laughs> cut, no cut your losses, literally. Yeah, no more flood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty cool. All right. So, uh, like Blaine mentioned, after at the end of that mission, you cut back to Master Chief. And where we last left off with Master Chief, um, the in amber clad uh, had just barely made it into the slips uh the slip space rupture uh that uh that the the prophet of regret had opened up on his uh his ship leaving earth and you when you come out of the slip space rupture you find that you are faced with yet another <coughs> halo uh installation oh no i know and everybody's surprised oh my god yeah so um What's what's weird is that like it seemed like the um the covenant were surprised that they found the first halo. Um but they knew where this one was, it seems like. <laughs> Cause like they got it in one. Um <laughs> but anyway, so um you uh you know, you, they get out of subspace, they is everyone okay? Everyone's okay. All right, so um Cortana explains to um, Miranda Keys that this is a halo and that if it gets activated, it will cause a lot of destruction. And the uh, Covenant are very interested in activating the halo. So um, basically, uh, Miranda Keys is like, all right, well, the Covenant are here. Let's drop in and we'll uh, we'll do what we did with the first one. (laughs) Um, so, uh, this time, instead of flying a pelican down, or I guess the escape pod, like you did in Halo 1, you, um, you get to go down on the planet on the orbital drop shock troops with the ODSTs, and you basically are in this, like, small, like, one-person-sized canister, and it's got, like, a little, um, a bunch of heat shielding on the bottom, because you just, like drop in from high orbit and then hard, add a, hard drop. 
Yeah, and then at a certain point, there's like a little helicopter blade thing that kind of helps slow down your descent, but then that snaps off and you just land in on the ground, and as soon as you hit the ground, Master Chief just like kicks the door open, and there's gunfire everywhere, and Cortana's like, oh my god, could we make any more noise? And that's when Master Chief reaches back in his little drop pod and pulls out a rocket launcher. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, well, I guess you could. Um, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, he doesn't have to say anything. Right. Um, nope. Master Chief doesn't say a whole lot. Um, doesn't need said, to. Yeah, he says a lot with the rocket launcher. Yep. So you um, you kind of land outside of this temple, um, and your first goal is to clear out all of the Covenant there, um, and they've got some sort of like anti-air turrets that you need to take out um, in order to, uh, uh, I guess, Sergeant Johnson is kind of your backup air support, and he's going to drop a, a you uh, a warthog, but he needs a place to land it. Um, so you have to clear out the, the Covenant out of this temple, and then as soon as you do that, then a couple more um, Covenant dropships fly in more reinforcements. And for some reason, I struggled quite, quite a bit at this point because... Um, I, I, I honestly have no idea. Like my the grenade throwing in this game is really throwing me off. Coming just uh, it's like way different than Halo One. Um, you can't throw you you can't throw a grenade to save your life. Like the distance is halved. It seems like. <laughs> in Halo One, you could just like rocket them. <laughs> oh yeah! Like if you were playing Halo One multiplayer, you, I'm pretty sure you could throw a grenade halfway across Blood Gulch. Yep. <laughs> um from from your spawn. But now it's like you're lucky if you can get it past your, you know, if you're outside of the blast radius. Um so I struggle a lot there. Um and what's interesting is that there are <laughs> like um the in amber clad is just also dropping like weapons pods. So like there'll just be these little metal like pylon posts that contain human weapons in it and they are scattered throughout the entire mission so you never have to go without a human weapon if you don't want to i love it (laughs) which is great because you can keep your battle rifle if you want (laughs) it's such a simple idea i'm sure they're trying to like think of how to do this and Mm -hmm. it's such a great and simple idea that oh i'm just gonna keep dropping stuff yeah it's, it's I mean, it's kind of random, but it's great because yeah, you don't ever need to not use human weapons. Mm-hmm. Also, in this game too, uh, like you are able to switch weapons or swap weapons with the Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's if you give them sniper rifles, they can just gun people down pretty easily. Right. Uh, but right away, I gave my my rocket launcher to one of the ODSTs, <laughs> and it was one of those things like I. Before I turn around and like I jump up on a rock and I look over, he had run into a small rock and blown himself the hell up. <laughs> I haven't. I actually captured it where it's just like I, I, I see the explosion and I look and there's just a blood splatter. Like he just he suicided himself right into that rock and I was like, well, okay, it was it was a nice thought giving him the rocket launcher, but oh man. <laughs> Ugh, I I never even considered giving up my rocket launcher. <laughs> oh man, I used all my rockets almost immediately and was like, get rid of this gun. I, I don't need it. 
the the cool part is like they don't run out of ammo. Um, right. So I had one marine with me or ODST with me when the the drop ships come in, mm-hmm. and so I gave I picked up the rocket launcher and gave it to him. Like, all right, you can do better, buddy. Um, and he was shooting off the the guns on the dropship. Sure. So well that I'm like, all right, this is I just like I planned. This is exactly <laughs> I'm I'm a genius. Oh. Yeah. Damn. I'm going to have to go play that again, too. I'm going to have to replay all these missions. No, you'll get another chance to do it. Um, so after you you defend the, the landing zone, um, Sergeant Johnson drops you a warthog, and then you take the warthog out of, your, out of the little temple canyon that you're in, and you kind of crest up over the hill, and you kind of get almost like a Halo 1 vibe of like the second mission. Um, where you first mm-hmm. land on Halo, um, and you get the Warthog, because you kind of come up over this hill, and then you can see just, whoop, I bumped my mic stand. You can see way out in the distance, there's, like, all these little facilities that are out there, and you get this, like, sense of, like, man, this thing is massive. And it kind of feels like you can pick and choose where you're going to go, but you really can't. I don't know. Like, you do kind of follow a path. Um, so it's not as open as that one, but... I mean, it really is like, oh, cool. I landed on Halo and I'm in a Warthog again. This feels familiar. Yeah. Um, so you're you're basically you're following this path and then you get to yet another little temple and you have this like firefight with um, a couple of ghosts and there's a bridge that needs to be lowered and there's uh, Wraith tanks sort of art, you know, shooting artillery at you from across this chasm. So um I was just like circling this building, trying to get my ODST to gun down all of the the <laughs> covenant. Um, but he died almost immediately. Um, so then I just you know you you go you have to go inside of the building to push a button to lower the bridge. Um, so it's not too difficult. To, there's only like a small squad of dudes inside of there. Um, and then once you once you do that, you can Sergeant Johnson drops you a tank. So then you get in your scorpion tank. Well, real quick, but I don't know how you guys did the the button pushing, but if you get up on the top when you go in, they're all in like the circular room, and there's a window on the top that you can get above. Yeah. And I went up there, and then I just threw a grenade. It's a, I mean, it's a circular room, but I basically like you know threw one into the three different quadrants of this circle and uh, yeah. took everyone out at once. <laughs> So, yeah, it was it was so cheap and dirty, but this was like, all right, and I'm done. <laughs> Here <laughs> you go. Push the button. <laughs> I did a similar thing, but just from the doorway, I kind of just strafed back right. and forth in front of the doorway. I just threw grenades oh. in there. <laughs> I didn't remember I could do that. I just found myself on the top looking down. I was like, oh well, this is bad luck for you guys. <laughs> did you? So I parked my Marines outside in the Warthog. And yep. they were in a healthy warthog, and they were just hanging out there while he was inside doing stuff. <laughs> when you came back out, were they still alive? Well, mine were dead, but my warthog had definitely been blown up, and oh, okay. all of like the ghosts that I parked next to were dead. Oh, yep. Yeah, so my my marines were already dead, also. So I had to do that on my own. But uh, yes. Okay. Well, actually, no. I think there was one dude left because yeah, when I got in my. Uh, I think I got in my scorpion and then I turned around and he was gone and there was a smoldering warthog. Yeah. 
I don't know what kills your ward. I, I parked it like close enough to the building. I don't think the wraiths would have got it. Yeah, they might have. But I don't know. Who knows? They kind of arc it pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So you you get in your you get in the scorpion tank and then it's oh it's just it's so good it's basically like um, back on the, uh, the the last time where you were driving on the bridge uh, sort of just like a shooting gallery of you, so you go blow up those two wraith tanks that were uh, bombarding you and then you um, you just drive your tank through various like uh, forerunner ruins. Um, while ghosts are kind of driving two, three at a time, and you just blow them up whenever they they come out, and um, yeah, it's really fun. I love the tank. Yeah, I love the tank. Um, although I did get scared while I was driving it because it started on fire and it was smoking really bad, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, I really need to get out of this thing. But eventually, you kind of get to this little like courtyard area that's got another temple spoilers i mean not spoilers but like surprise there's a lot of temple architecture in this part of the uh, halo ring but so you so eventually you do have to kind of get out of your tank and you have to sort of climb up to the top of this little temple and then it has a smaller courtyard that you kind of walk into and uh this at this point i found one of those weapon drop pods that had a sniper rifle in it Yep, I was saying, no worries though. There's going to be human weapons waiting for you once you get yes. out of your tank. Yeah, so <laughs> I had I had my battle rifle and my sniper rifle, and I was good to go. Yep. Um. So you uh, you kind of come across like a small stream, um, that turns into a waterfall, and it kind of opens up into this giant like canyon area. So you're at the top of the waterfall, and you got a sniper rifle, and you can kind of like pick Covenant off of top of this um waterfall but there are jackal snipers so you got to watch out for those um and then once you kind of kill all the guys there you go to you you find one of those sort of massive um forerunner buildings that you saw at the beginning when you got your warthog how did that canyon scene go for you guys i had a very hard time with the canyon portion i don't think i had any sniper ammo left at that point oh but I mean, as soon as you kill the first jackal, you can get a beam rifle. True. So I can't really use that as an excuse. But I died. This is definitely where I died the most in this mission. It was uh, really easy for me. Um, <laughs> oh God! So no, but I, I think it glitched out on me because I killed yeah a couple jackals, and I was running through, you know, not really finding anything, and then I kind of run into a cave. And inside are like four sniper jackals and an elite, and I don't know what they were doing in there because mm-hmm. um, there's a dead marine. But like, <clears throat> I threw like two grenades, and that took care of all of them. <laughs> so I don't know if they were supposed to spawn outside and or like spawn in there and run out to their thing, and they just got stuck in there or what. But yeah, no, it just it definitely condensed that mission into killing those guys all in one spot. There was a surprise squad of drones that killed me one time. Yep. They came out of nowhere. All that. I struggled with the drones. I struggled with the snipers. I even found that little group, and then I was trying to kill them with a grenade, and I did it once, but then there's another team that came out behind me. I don't know. Maybe I was just doing it bad, but I really had a hard time with every aspect of the canyon. Why, Why don't I remember the drones? I just played it. 
like they that must have been so small or like insignificant that I don't. There were only like four of them, but oh, okay, there wasn't they, a lot. They were hard to get. Yeah, just enough to kind of piss you off and kill you once. Well, because sure. those freaking uh, jackal snipers that you found in the cave had left the cave or whatever. So I was trying to kill them, and then the drones came out. Uh, um, but that elite, that explains it. You might have heard me cursing out these elites. Um, yeah. Because I, like... It, I was going to like the exit of the canyon and you know, whenever you get to like the exit of whatever, there's always like one last group of enemies that come out of whatever exit you're trying to get to. So I would be shooting these two elites and their little grunt group. And then like, I would just get ambushed by a random blue elite from behind. (laughs) And it killed me like three times. And it's like, I, I swear to God, this guy wasn't there when I walked past. Um, so eventually, yeah, I respawned and I just turned around and I waited. Yeah, and he came out of this cave. So I, that explains what that guy, where he came from, I guess, huh? But yeah. so, so you, 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 you finally, you know, get out of this battle canyon or whatever, and then you, you get to this giant forerunner building, um, which conveniently has two jackal snipers sitting on top of it that are hard to spot. So they killed me once, and then I learned my lesson. And then you go inside and you can like hear this weird chanting um, that does sound a lot like the Halo, like Gregorian chants um, from the theme song. Um, but it's it's like a hologram of the prophets of regret that you're chasing down. Um, but as soon as you like take one step into the room, Cortana says something about uh, what are they called? Honor Guard. Honor Guards. Yeah. So there's oh shit, there's Honor Guards. But uh, I had a sniper rifle, and it was really easy to kill these guys because, like, there's there's no um, penalty or really advantage. Well, I guess there's no penalty for shooting from the hip. Um, mm-hmm. So you can just kind of, like, you can aim normally with your sniper rifle and just shoot from the hip, and it goes exactly where you're aiming every time. So I just kind of shot from the hip, killed three of them and then the last guy didn't have a sword he just had a plasma rifle so like it only took me two tries i think and i i did it but and then and then that's the end that's the end of the mission yeah these guys weren't too difficult i I, it's kind of the same way where i i think i sniped one with like a beam rifle and then for a lot of them i would just um use the plasma grenades and just stick them and then run out of the room and Yep. Kind of did it that way. I uh, I stuck one the very first time I stuck the guy with the sword, and he does not stop. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> he just he just suicided straight into me, and I was like, okay, I I know better. I'm gonna <laughs> do better next time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. um, I, what did you guys what did you guys think of the three uh, the three missions? So. I really like in the first two how you get to play as the arbiter. It's cool to see, you know, the from the Covenant's perspective and you know these parallel storylines. It's neat to play as someone other than Master Chief. However, Master Chief levels are more fun. They just, <laughs> they just. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but that 
they just are. I I had a really good time playing the Arbiter, and I had a really good time playing the Oracle. But and I was like, man, it's really fun being the Arbiter. Then as soon as I got to Delta Halo and I Master Chief with human weapons, and especially a tank, I'm like, this is better. That, <laughs> this that is mission so better. that mission starts out so cool though. So I know that's true. Yeah, it, it's a little bit uh, silent cartographer. You're kind of storming a beach a little bit, but doing it from a drop pod, from a cool cutscene. Um, so yeah, no, it it starts really on fire, I guess. Yep. Well, they give you a rocket right away to amp it up, and then yep. as soon as it's cooling off a little bit, nope, scarab tank, go get them. And yep. Yeah. So maybe that's it. But I don't know what I mean. What do you guys think? I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the Arbiter missions, but this is also how I remember it. Thinking back, that they were fun, but being Master Chief is better. I I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Master Chief missions are just so much better. And even though it's fun having stealth, I don't know what it is about the the Arbiter missions. They're just not as cool. Ah. <sighs> I don't know. It and it might kind of come back to you don't have Cortana in your ear. You don't have marines that are excited to see you. You don't have enemies that are totally afraid of you. It's just you you're kind of more bland as the arbiter and you don't necessarily get into the I don't know, the actual character itself of yes, I'm this cool, you know, legendary uh sword of the prophets um and so maybe they could have talked that up a little better um maybe kind of elaborated on the backstory of how awesome the arbiter actually is but uh, yeah playing it back 14 years ago was kind of like oh okay Uh, yeah i guess i was playing as an elite but oh i'm master chief again good 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 i hope i hope that was just (laughs) one small part of the game like yep I don't know. I I just think there's there's far less spectacle with the um, Arbiter missions. They're very like focused um, because he's. I mean, I guess they're both sort of like you know one man wrecking machines. But like the Master Chief's way is usually far more flashy than the Arbiter's way of doing things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah. Or maybe it maybe it just feels better to do Master Chief missions because it's like, wow, damn, there's lots of stuff going on and I'm in a tank and it's outside, you're not just like confined in a space station, that kind of stuff. But I think it also comes out of the weapons. I just I like the human weapons more. And so I think maybe that's a big part of it. Like when you're playing the Master Chief missions, you primarily, especially in this one, like with the armor drops scattered throughout the whole thing, you can just use human weapons. And I mean, the Covenant weapons are fun, but I mean, the, the carbine is a really good addition and that that's really good. And I really like like the beam rifle, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't use the plasma rifle very much. I don't super care for the plasma pistol. It's, it's fun kind of when you need it, but I'm never going to choose that. Um, I don't know. I think I just like the human weapons more. So maybe that's part of the reason why I, I like the missions also. Um, hmm. But yeah, I really, I really, really in this game like the converging storylines. I think that's a they did it very well, yep. and it it just adds a whole nother layer that I think is is really neat. And it's also cool that it dives more into the Covenant because in the first one they're just 
you know, I mean, you learn a little bit about them, but for the most part, they're just the bad alien dudes. And that's kind of, you know, it. Yeah. Whereas this, you dive into them a lot more, which is, which is really neat. I agree. Yeah. Well, next, next week we're doing, uh, we're going to finish off part two of Delta Halo with regret. Uh, well, that's regret. Regrets the name of the level. Uh, we, we will not. Well, maybe we'll regret playing it. Uh, and then we've got the sacred icon and the quarantine zone. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Well, I think we're learning too now. We're kind of spaced these out weird, but you know, like outskirts and metropolis all go together, and then arbiter. They're kind of in twos, and we're doing them in threes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I don't really remember the sacred icon or the quarantine zone very much. Right. So, yeah, this is going to be this going to be fun. Yeah, well, we're uh yeah, appreciate you for listening again. We'll probably be back next week most likely with the 4th of July coming up. We'll have to see how that kind of plays out. I'm doing some traveling, so I'll maybe have to get some gaming in tonight. But, yeah. Uh, this has been Axe Fishing Podcast Evolved, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, Craig.